So the last time that I stood here and preached was, in fact, only two weeks ago, and I promised you I would not the next time preach about sacred ground. Uh, I'm a man of my word, so I'm not going to. Next time after this, maybe. But uh, I'm going to talk uh, about the gospel readings, and I'm in uh, all of the readings, but in particular, I'm going to talk to you about bread, which may not sound like the most promising subject, topic for a sermon. Bread. I mean, maybe you had bagels this morning. Maybe the bagels were enjoyable. That's, that's bread. Maybe during the pandemic, some of you got a sourdough starter going. Again, a more interesting aspect of bread. But mostly when we think about bread these days, even when we give half compliments like the best thing since sliced bread, we do not regard bread as being anything inherently interesting or good. In fact, very much the opposite. We regard bread quite often as being bad. We don't like carbs. We don't like all the stuff which has been done to bread. We talk about paleo diets, which take us back to the time before bread. Bread, it seems, is out of fashion. And yet, it is impossible to overstate the importance of bread in human history. And that includes in our religious history, in our tradition, indeed in our faith. And so I'm going to talk about bread today, and I'm going to break it into three categories which come together. The first is bread as necessity. The second is bread as gift. And the third is bread as sacrament. First is necessity. The food writer Michael Pollan, who many of you will have read or have not read, at least watched on Netflix, talks about bread. And he has a conversation with a food scientist at one of the UCAL universities who says, if we have a sack of flour and we have a jug of water, we can survive on that for some time. Not for a huge amount of time, but for some time. However, if we mix the bread and the water together, sorry, the flour and the water together, and make bread and bake it, we can live on that forever until we die. There is something about bread which is at the heart of our society, at the heart of our civilization. It enables us to survive. It is that necessity. And if you look back through history, not particularly ancient history, the French Revolution was started by bread riots. The February Revolution in 1917 in Russia was started by bread riots. Bread was central. If you look at the amount of average wages that a worker in the, 19, in the 18th or 19th century spent on bread, 50% of their wages. If you look at the amount of calories and nutrition that they got from bread, it was central. In that sense, they would have understood at least part of these readings better than we do. Because this is about what enables us to live and to carry on. And it is in that art of making bread of taking these simple ingredients and letting fermentation take place, that we create something else which gives us nutrients and which allows us to live. And this centrality is reflected in the Bible at all places. When the three angels come to visit Abraham and announce that he'll have a son, the first thing that he does, even before he goes off and gets a goat, is to go to Sarah and to say, mix up bread for our guests. 
If you look at the centrality in the Old Testament of threshing floors, kings gather on threshing floors. King David buys a threshing floor to build an altar on it to God. If you look at, in the heart of the Torah at the various types of offerings, the meat is quite often a sin offering, but the grain offering is a free will offering. It's a gift back to God. Grain, bread, has this centrality because it is so important, was so important to our lives. One of the things we see now is that one of the reasons why bread is not so popular is because of the things that we have done to it. A hundred years ago, bread had three ingredients, Michael Pollan tells us. Now it has at least 30. Most of those are not bad, but not great. And so if you look at what bread has become, that in many ways is a symbol of what we ourselves have done to the world. But bread itself, at its heart, at its simplest, is something which gives us life. So that is why bread is so central as a physical necessity, as something which is crucial to us as human beings. But bread is much more than that. Bread is also gift. It is in part, at least as we understand it, a gift from God. It is the gift of harvest. It's a gift we celebrate, admittedly slightly late in the US, of Thanksgiving, harvest festivals in other countries. It is that gift which has been given to us of things growing. And we read in the, New Test in the Old Testament where things are seen slightly differently, to be sure, that the withholding of God's favor is marked by the lack of rain, which means that crops will not grow. And yet at the same time, even in that, God is at work. If you remember the story of Elijah who's fleeing from Ahab, he hides in the wilderness and the ravens bring him bread morning and night. They bring him bread as a gift from God. And when Elijah moves on, and he encounters the widow of Zarephath. He asks her for bread and she says, I have only a small amount of flour and a little oil. And he says, trust in God. And the flour and the oil do not run out until the famine itself ends. Again, this is gift. And we talk about this gift in many ways. We talk about it in today's readings. It is the manna from heaven. That is the bread which God gives the Israelites every day, other than Sundays, Sabbath, sorry, for 40 years to sustain them in the wilderness, along with quails. But it's that manna which was also taken, and at least some of the stories, is one of the very, very few objects which rests in the Ark of the Covenant, along with the tablets of the law and Moses' staff, Aaron's staff, is manna. Manna is crucial. And we see that gift again reflected in today's gospel reading because we come here just after the feeding of the 5,000. Again, we have people in the wilderness who have this need, this necessity. And what God gives them is plenty. What Jesus gives them is plenty. And throughout Jesus' earthly ministry, his most distinctive act his gift to us is sharing and breaking bread. That's what Jesus does. And we say it every time we say the Lord's Prayer. We say, give us this day our daily bread. 
Give us the stuff we need to survive. Give us the stuff which is a gift from you in order that we can recognize that gift and give back to you. So we then move on to sacrament. And sacrament is a gift, but what is sacrament? It's one of those words we throw around. The sacrament is described by St. Augustine as an outward sign of inward transformation, inward grace. And what that means is, in a way, it is something which may well be physical, but it is also something which talks to an inward change, to something which is happening. And we, cel- we come today to celebrate a sacrament. We, we take bread to the altar, we take wine to the altar, and in blessing them, that bread and that wine, I'm not going to refight the Reformation, don't become something completely different, but they also become something holy. And they become something which, when we eat the bread and drink the wine, feeds us in a different way. That again is gift, but it's also necessity, and it is sacrament as well. And it's a sacrament which is physical, there is the bread. But it's a sacrament which is also spiritual. Because what does it do? It represents the body of Christ. At the Last Supper, he says, this is my body, which I am giving for you. When you eat this, do this in remembrance of me. And yet we break the bread as well. And that represents the sacrifice that Christ made for us on the cross. And yet in breaking that bread and sharing it, we become one. We become a community. We become a living congregation, the living stones that St. Peter talks about, by that sacrament. And that is gift, and that is necessity. So Jesus talks about manna from heaven. He talks about the bread which they have eaten. But he also says, I am the bread of life. And if we don't understand the importance of bread in our history, in our lives, as an element of gift from God, then we will not understand in its fullness what being the bread of life is. Because it all comes together. It comes together in this. Flour and water. Flour and water, which is necessity, which feeds us. Flour and water made into bread, which is a gift. And flour and water, which becomes bread, which in God's blessing becomes a sacrament, which feeds us forever. Amen.